Elizabeth Banks' Cocaine Bear is now playing in theaters, bringing it with it an onslaught of detached limbs, blood-soaked bodies, and gory mayhem. But that's not exactly how one would describe the real story of the Cocaine Bear, also known as Pablo Escobar. Banks' film, scripted by Jimmy Warren, is inspired by the 1985 discovery of a dead bear in Georgia's Catahoochee National Forest. The true story behind Cocaine Bear started in September 1985 when a convicted drug smuggler died from a parachuting accident. The working theory is that he was traveling in a plane with 880 pounds of cocaine, thought the feds were trailing him, so he decided to throw some of the stash out of the plane and take some more with him when he parachuted out. His plan went away. Thornton was reported dead on September 11, 1985. He was found in a driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee, wearing Gucci loafers with roughly 15 million worth of cocaine strapped to his body. A bear did not enter the picture until four months later. The New York Times reported in December 1985 that a 175 black bear died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug. The bear was later found dead in the Katanoochee National Forest. So they say this bear ate 35 pounds of cocaine. Now, I don't know about you, but a bear alone is, is a very uh, intimidating creature, you know. Say I'm out in this forest back in the, you know, back when this bear was alive. And you stumble upon a bear who's just munching on some coke. What do you do? Like, what do you do with a coked out bear? If it's running at you, like, you ain't going to be able to run away from it. You can't. You get like you're just kind of fucked in all reality. Like you might as well just lay down on the ground and accept your fate because it's a 200 pound black bear. Like yeah, it's not a big bear, but it's on coke. Like that is an apex predator if I have ever heard of one because. A black layer alone could kill the fuck out of me. Like, so having it beyond thirty-five pounds of coke, I feel like that'd be a little bit more intimidating. Now, I don't know if the like obviously nobody knows whether the bear ate it, ate all of it, or not, or if they ate all of it at once, or if he slowly stumbled upon it after a while but he ate enough for it to kill him that's a bear like okay it's not like a grizzly it's not one of these big bears but still it's a bear you'd think it could handle a good amount of cocaine but 35 pounds
I mean, I can't even imagine what what the price on that is. Because in the article, it says he was found with roughly $15 million worth of cocaine on him. So it's like, how much did he have on him? Did he have more or less than the berry? But bro is also wearing Gucci loafers as he jumped out of a motherfucking airplane. Clearly, he wasn't ready to do that. And I think that shows because he ended up dying in the end. But, I mean, what comes to you comes to you, you know? You can only feed a, a bear so much cocaine before karma turns its back on you and says, fuck you. But, I don't know. It's, it's whack. But at the end of the day, the thing with drugs are, people are going to do them regardless. No matter how illegal you make them, people are still going to want to get high. So it's like, and I know in a lot of these more progressive countries where they're kind of trying to take a step forward, they've decriminalized these meths, these cokes, these, you know, crack. And what they're, uh, I saw an article, which I could pull up, about they're handing out medical supplies of like, Meth and and they're handing they're like giving it to um they're giving it to these people who have these major drug problems because in reality with all the fentanyl and that kind of stuff going around it's like okay what's what's worth more to society having it be illegal so you can arrest them for it so you can control them or their lives it's like yeah, okay, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that these hardcore drugs like meth, like crack, like coke, like heroin, all this shit is bad shit. But you still want You still want the lives. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I did find the article. In Vancouver, British Columbia, they have decriminalized it to the point where they are 
opening a safer use site next to a cafeteria available free in every pharmacy. So they have Naxalone kits which reverses overdoses that are free everywhere in British, at any pharmacy in British Columbia, which personally seems like a very, very good and easy thing to kind of help with those deaths. Because fentanyl is 50 times, 50 to 100 times more potent than cocaine or heroin. And so they can cut it down a lot more and make a lot more profit. And in British Columbia, 2,200 people died in the last year to drugs, along with 115,000 lives lost to drugs in Canada and the United States. So you're telling me that making these drugs legal is worth more to, to the government than 115,000 lives each and every year. That's bullshit. Because it don't, I can tell you right now, it, it wouldn't take a lot for them to make this in the right direction. I mean, you're already decriminalizing some of these drugs like marijuana, like, like magic mushrooms and stuff like this. And it's like, okay. It's still, it's still going to kill people, whether you make it illegal or not. And so, like in the British Columbia, you can go to a pharmacy and you can get prescribed micrograms of fentanyl. So, you know, and a lot of these users who've been doing these drugs for years, yeah, they might have a higher... I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they might be able to, like, take more drugs without dying. But that's the thing with drugs is there's a fine line, and you can jump over that line very quickly. Very quickly. And... You know, people who've been addicted to to heroin or to or to any really any of these very hardcore drugs, they get so used to that drug, like heroin or cocaine, that yeah, you can if they slip a little fentanyl in there. You know, it might be a little for a regular 
dose that normal people are taking. But these addicts, they don't take normal doses. And they're not used to this fentanyl. So you might get, you know, say you've done heroin for 15 years. You're not going to be, you know, smoking that shit. You're going to be shooting up. And if they slip fentanyl in it, not only are you shooting up fentanyl, which is extremely dangerous in itself, you're also shooting up a level of fentanyl that you don't know because you think it's just the drug you purchased, so you're dosing for that drug. And it's... it's an extremely terrible thing that happens. I mean, the card in reality, these drug cartels don't care. They're not there to create a customer base. Now, obviously, they don't want to kill all their customers because then who's going to buy the drugs? But I'm sure from their point of view, it's like you're, they don't really care because they're making so much more profit by cut, cutting the fentanyl in there that it's quote-unquote more potent, but in reality, it's not more potent. It's just a different drug. So it's like you can't say it's more potent when it's a completely different thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, fucking A, but at the end of the day, whether it doesn't matter what's illegal bad people and not even bad people but people are still gonna want to do what they want to do and it's the same things with like gun control it's like okay take everybody's guns away but i guarantee you 95 plus percent of these bad people doing these bad things on a daily basis. And I'm not talking about these school shootings where these kids will steal their parents' guns, which in itself isn't an ex like isn't a reason that you should take everybody's guns away. But it's like, okay, so 95 plus percent of these criminals who, you know, are killing people on a daily basis, they're not getting the guns from a gun shop. They're going to go to some person who's going to sell it to them under the table. And do you think those kind of people are going to give their guns in? No. It's like bad people are going to do bad things. Bad people are going to find a way to get their drugs and get their guns. So you can't just take it from 
everybody and then just say, oh, well, you're fucked. Fuck. No, that makes no sense in my personal opinion. I think I would rather take the chance of guns being in the world. It's not even that. I would take, I, personally in my opinion, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be a little bit more strict. They shouldn't have a little bit more process to them just to get these guns because, you know, it's not difficult, but you still, you know, they're good. It's like, you can make it a little bit more, like, and I'm not saying that it has to be this super difficult thing either that you have to jump through numerous hoops, but they should at least know you aren't like a sociopath or a psychopath or have uh, a like an underlying mental disorder that's gonna make you a, th a harm or a threat to people. So it's like, I get why people think that, oh, if you take everybody's guns away, the world will be a safer place. I get where they're coming from, but they don't understand that not only are bad people not going to give their guns up, but bad people are going to get bad things, whether they're legal or illegal. And that's very obvious because there's drug cartels. There's how many billions of dollars worth of drugs come into the United States each year. Those are illegal, highly illegal, but they still do. So you think that oh, we'll ban guns, that's going to get rid of them. You ban drugs, and it didn't do shit. Like, how did the war on drugs go? Not well. It was just a racist way to put people down. In all reality, it wasn't to help people. It wasn't to do any of that. And so... It's like, what do these people think that it being a gun is going to do differently? If anything, people are going to be much more resistant to give up their guns rather than their drugs. And it's like, okay. I could get that. I could get that. I can get the fact that the, you don't trust an institution that hasn't done anything to gain that trust from you. So it's like, okay, we're supposed to trust you and just give up all our, you know, weapons and drugs and all that shit because you say it's right. But what happened to, you know, the freedom of speech, the freedom of opinion? 
it's like, okay, you might think that's better for us, but what if the majority of Americans don't think that's best for us? Or what if it's not best for everybody? Like, at what point, okay, at what point is it okay to how many lives could you lose due to the fact of taking guns away and it still be okay? Like, say you take guns away and a hundred people die due to the fact of not having weapons. Or... 200 people die. Like, what's the threshold to where it's okay to to ban them? It's like, is it if it's if you're losing less lives than than having the guns, it's okay, or is it you could lose double lives and it still be okay, or you can only use half the lives and then otherwise it's not okay. Like it's not a it's not just a set boom boom boom. It's a dance. It's a it's not a clear solution. It's not a clear resolution. Not everything is a clear resolution. And uh, I don't think that no change needs to be made. But I think the change that a lot of people are trying to do is, is stupid. You can't just ban everything and ban everyone who has an opinion different than yours it's the same thing with all this cancel culture it's like it's like it's not a set in stone rule book it's it's an opinion based thing so how are you gonna tell somebody they're wrong off an opinion and I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who need like don't need like I'm not saying there aren't isn't anybody who needs to be banned off the social media I think there's a lot of people who need to be banned but like when you think about it okay you're saying we like back before Elon bought Twitter you banned Trump you banned you know Kanye you banned like a lot of these far right like right people which alone kind of doesn't make sense to me how are you gonna ban them based off of their political standpoint but what i'm trying to get at more is okay you ban these two very prominent like we're just gonna use trump and kanye for instance you ban these very two prominent right-wing people and you ban them because for whatever reason they were displaying hate or anything like that. But if you go on to Twitter, the Taliban 
still has a verif I don't know if this is still true, but I know before Elon bought it, the Taliban had a verified Twitter account. And it's like, okay, so you're telling me that some dude from America spewing his opinion is worse than people literally chopping other people's heads off on camera and posting them online. You're telling me that's better? Like, people know what the Taliban does. They are terrible people who kill and rape and steal from hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, there's so much bad that this group does, but yet you're going to let them on your platform, but not a person who just wants to let his opinion out. And it's not like he was, like, don't get me wrong, Kanye said some outrageous stuff. But I don't think it was to the point where it was outrageous enough for him to not have anything. Like, okay, I can get all his brands dropping him. I completely get that. And that's their legal right. If they don't want to associate with a type of person who, you know, kind of was throwing out a little bit of hate towards the Jewish community, that's that's their right, and they can do that. But to ban somebody pretty much off the internet as a whole, it's like, it feels orchestrated. It feels like, and the same thing happened to Andrew Tate. It's like, okay, your Twitter goes, and then about two minutes later, your Instagram goes down, and then your TikTok, and then your Facebook, and then by the time you know it, everything, everything's taken down, and you have no voice. And it's like, all for what? All for because I said my opinion, like, don't get me wrong, people have terrible, hateful opinions, but he didn't chop a dude's head off, he didn't go up to the Jewish people and fucking kill him, he's not Hitler, yeah, he said Hitler did some good things, and I'm sure he's not wrong. But you can't call Hitler a good person because he did good things when he did significantly more bad than he ever did good. But that's the way that it is nowadays. It's you make one fuck up and you're gone. But if you're just blatantly outrageous outrageously racist or 
homophobic or any like any of these things that people are getting canceled a lot for nowadays if you're just super super open about it it seems like you're almost less likely to get canceled which in my opinion is stupid it's stupid now don't get me wrong i like these closet like closeted racists who actually genuinely do go out and hurt people of other races and you know spew this true hatred online yeah they should be banned but and like these terrorist organizations why would you even allow them to have a verified account in the first place they are a terrorist organization and you want them to have a platform to speak it's like okay you say you are pro women you're pro you know you're super against rape you're super against women getting hurt in any so which way but then you're gonna have the taliban who rape I'm sure hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of women. They get a Twitter, a verified Twitter account. But Kanye, who said a little bit of, don't get me wrong, he said some outrageous shit, and he should apologize to that community for saying those things. It's like. At what point is is it actually deserved to get canceled? Because in my opinion, that wasn't it. That seemed like... It almost seems like he's going through something that's making him say the... Like, not making him, but just clouding his mind to the point where he says these things. And he doesn't even realize... What he's saying is so outrageous and so unremarkably racist. It's like, I don't think he sees that. And everybody knows Kanye's going through some shit, whether it be, you know, his wife, his kid, you know, losing his wife and kids. That, that'll take a toll on a, on a man. But it's also, your wife is Kim Kardashian. You know, she ain't, you know, keeping it on the low. And I'm sure she's not super helpful in getting the kids to him. I'm sure he has to go through that himself because she's Kim K. She kind of has that. And maybe I'm completely wrong, but from an outside perspective of not knowing her, it kind of feels like she has almost a an arrogance to her. Uh, and I'm better than everybody because I'm super fucking rich and super, you know, super attractive. So it's like, that makes you better than everybody else? No, absolutely not. It makes you, you're a human. I'm a human. We both breathe. We both pump blood from our hearts to our the rest of our body the same way. Don't make you better than anybody else. It don't give you the, the right to 
keep your ex-husband from seeing your kids. And I've heard or read a lot of things about the way that Kim withholds her own children from him. And once you, like, look at that, you can kind of see how he's spiraling on this wave of hate. It's because he... He's hurt. He's, you know, deep down, he's hurting, too. He's he's going through some shit, too. And it's it's like... Okay, but you're just gonna sack him off and and just cancel him out of existence is what people almost want to do. And to me, that doesn't do any good to him, to us, to society as a whole. All it does is make us more closed-minded, make us think there's only one way to move forward and that doesn't seem right to me but that's that's my opinion everybody's entitled to it just like y'all are entitled to have your own opinion that's different from mine that doesn't mean we can't be friends that doesn't mean we can't you know be cordial or you know work together on a project or a song or whatever it shouldn't be like that it should be Everybody's allowed their own opinion. If you, if it's the same, cool. If it's different, cool. You know, you don't learn anything if you only hang out with people who think the same as you. If you want to learn, you surround yourself with people who are smarter, who work harder, and who have a completely different point of view on life as a whole.